a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street, but leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them well a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Welcome. Man, <clears throat> what a day. So welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, live on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network or 24-7, 365 on your favorite podcast platform. Just find us at the Outdoor Zone. Track down those podcasts, and uh, you can go back for years and years and years and years and years. And uh if you're back in, when your voice was really high that's before right. it changed. It has, it's uh finally matured. Uh I'm TJ Graney, and in the bunkhouse with me now is Cody Ryan. Good morning. Hey, and if at any point <clears throat> is my audio okay? Yeah, yeah, it sounds okay. good. If yeah. at any point, just let me know because I got some uh things I can do on my end to improve things i'm out here in the ra- at the ranch at the in-laws ranch in rock springs and you know you, sometimes the foil on the window helps reception sometimes the foil on the window you know i get in big trouble when i gotta peel the foil off the window but you know it's just it's all in you, I, I tell him you know i gotta make, we gotta make good radio okay the foil can be replaced good radio can't <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. Yeah, no, it's the the whole foil thing. I mean, we've been uh no uh jack of all trades. Our ranch and Jack is uh you know, first thing he does is gets the gate open and uh fires up the old pot belly stove and then goes out and makes sure the foil on the antenna is still there. You know, it's occasionally we'll get a little bit of wind or weather like this week. Holy cow. Yeah. Peel back some of that foil, and by golly, we use that Reynolds heavy duty. We're not using this old cheapy Dollar General thin stuff. We're using the good stuff here at the bunkhouse. Before I left, it was <laughs> raining, raining, raining at the house, which I'm not going to complain too much, other than the kind of rain it was didn't fill any ponds that I noticed. But, uh, but you know, water's good. I, I'm, I'll never complain about some good rains, but it was muddy and nasty for the last week or so back home. And then I get to Rock Springs and 
for two days it poured down here raining flooding it's been a no muddy kidding. sloppy mess over here so yeah can't get well, out. that's what you get for going deer hunting when you should yeah. have been doing something else whatever it is i don't know what this was show prep is what it is it's show prep you got to go deer hunting and you got to go fishing to be able to host the show right well um yeah about that <laughs> i know i'm, I I'm bringing not. it up because um we need to have a serious talk you know are you in this or are you not you need <laughs> you need you to all? be hunting I know. I thought about it. I thought about it this week. The problem <laughs> is, the problem is I'm in the middle of turning an old horse barn into a place where I can live before winter sets in. And I am so dang close that well, I get nervous. See, I, don't I know like I could, like, of... I know I could walk a hundred yards out back behind the barn and yeah. sit in the deer stand. Listen, uh, and, and I don't like the, I don't like the sounds of you of a place you can live in the, because that's going to be the living room area. And that just means that you got kicked out of your bedroom. So you may look at it. You know, what was funny last night, we were, Mrs. Graney bought some furniture this week. And, uh, last night we were out looking cause we're going to have to have a new bed. I mean, we sold everything when we moved to the country and, uh, we went out and we'd, so we've been sharing this little, uh, double bed or full size bed, whatever it is. But no, maybe it's a queen. I guess maybe it's a queen. We've been sharing a queen. Spoiled little. We've and... been sharing a twin. Wait, <laughs> yeah. no. We've been it's sharing the... a, an old cot we got almost from the uh, biggest Salvation size Army. Bed. I forgot. And, uh... It's almost the biggest size bed. It's a queen. <laughs> and yesterday we went and we were driving past the mattress store and, and, uh, so she said, let's pull in there and let's pick out which one we're going to get. And uh, so we went in there and we're checking out all the beds and they have this machine that you lay on and it'll calculate which is your, the best bed for you. And what court. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, Ooh, do a bunch of people lay on it though. It's oh kind of gross. Please don't germaphobe on us. Just let me finish my story uh, before you puke. Uh, and so we we're looking at all these beds we pick out a couple that we like um, to choose fight to make a final decision and then i see over in the corner there's this king size bed and all the all the mattresses you check out are queens and so i went over there and i laid down on i went and said hey come here come here and she got on her side and there's like you know 40 yards in between her and me and i said this is going to be nice when we return to this and uh she said, what? I can't hear you. And uh, <laughs> just to return to the king size bed will be nice. Anyway, it's amazing. It's amazing on those. The uh, size difference of a king versus a queen is like 11, eight inches on one side and like a foot, you know, difference on the other side. It's really not that big a deal. Uh, but the oh, uh, yeah, you just go sleep in a. Well, what do you no. got out there at the ranch? You guys aren't sleeping in some king. You're probably all in singles. No, they. Uh, oh, you got a cabin of your own over there, don't you? Yeah, we're First. staying in our own own cabin this week. We got kicked out of the main house, and uh, we got a set of bunk beds on one side and like a full size bed on the other. There you, you know? go. I know you just spooned in that full size. Yeah, you and the misses. Uh -huh. Yeah, me and the, me and the other pillows. 
on that bed. <laughs> oh, geez. I knew that. Yeah, it it's, it's a slumber party, you know? Um, but it, uh, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't mind a smaller bed, you know, if it's just me, but you're right. If there's, if the missus, there's somebody in there that could put, potentially touch you or, <laughs> <laughs> or move, or move. And yeah. I know. So it was funny. We were at uh, Thanksgiving dinner this week and make sure you tell your in-laws. Thanks for that. Uh, we, um, in, in, in the craziness of, uh, barn building, we uh we went to cody's in-laws which are dear friends and uh they hosted us for for dinner and uh so we went there and and uh but i had this thing when i was sitting in the living room and had my plate in my lap and because it was full i mean they have a, a smaller place and it was full full of love and food and uh but we were over there eating and um i started asking all the guys at the house all the adult men and there's probably i think i did a survey of like five there's like two and, huh two that you could fully classify as adults oh okay. well it guys that were like over the age of 40 okay that's bad maybe and uh but i asked him i said so uh do you guys eat in front of the tv uh with uh tv trays or do you sit with your wife at the dinner table every night and eat dinner and the overwhelming i mean a matter of fact it was unanimous no none of the guys none of the couples that live by themselves you know no kids or any of that stuff none of them sat at the dinner table they all had tv trays or something yeah that they plopped down in the living room ate dinner and watched tv or yeah well i mean of course why well, would not you? of course i mean you should be like you should sit at the dinner table you should sit catty corner for each other you should have a candle going you know she should bring in the food have it in you know nice you know flowery bowls and and a pile of fried chicken and a flowery bowl some you know fresh made she should bread. have a kitchen apron on and a dress by Come golly. On now. now you're talking in barefoot yeah <laughs> uh, it's not the 1920s pops what ramps wait huh get with no. the times <clears throat> no it was it was an interesting it was an interesting i challenged i i challenged, i mean it's different when you're empty nesters and that's not a complaint i mean you know mrs graney and i we have a big big tv tray it's almost like a, a party every night you know oh so you do the same thing of course well i'm not you were I'm saying like, like some... you were condemning everybody for oh, doing god, it no then god, everybody no. Part, i joined the, the club the next dude. holidays can be like is your dad coming like oh no he's not coming. oh good man that's yeah you don't know what kind of homework he gives when he leaves a no I'm... holiday party <laughs> he gives us homework no, it was, it was, you just... have one big dinner tray. I like that. See now that TV tray. Yeah. Well, no, it's not a TV tray. I mean, TV happens to be there on in front of us, but this is like a, a coffee a, table. It's a, no, it's a stand up. It's, it's like a television, uh, serving tray, <laughs> but this is a party serving tray and it's larger and we have lots of foods all around it. 
um, you know, like olives and wine and fresh okay, bread. Okay, okay, okay. Now it's getting weird. What? Because I said olives? <laughs> yeah, you don't bring out olives for like a normal dinner. Well, every dinner is a feast at our place. She brings okay. out raw chicken. I just tear a leg off of the off of the roasted chicken. Okay, she now brings. it's getting weird. I did hear a gunshot earlier out here at you the did. ranch. So. Is your wife out? No, no, she didn't. She uh, she's in the cabin. So she she stayed well, back heck? this morning, but she hunted yesterday morning and yesterday afternoon. Anybody killing? Maybe my father-in-law's got one. Got some meat. Got some. Got a meat dough down. Uh, yesterday. Oh, that's nice. So maybe beef has a a dead one down. Beef, beef is, steak. Uh, Beef yeah, he's is the... not with us today. He's at the ranch doing the, trying to get rid of his last tags. I guess he'll probably go out again. It's not even December yet, so there's plenty of hunting season left in Texas. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. When we pulled into the ranch and we hunted the first afternoon, I guess we got here Friday. So we hunted Friday afternoon, you know, the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you would not believe the shots we heard Friday afternoon, the day after Thanksgiving. You would not. I mean, it was like it was like Everywhere. opening day. And we, you know, we've been here opening day many times, and the shots this year have not happened. I mean, I guess the acorns. Everybody's been talking about acorns and all that. Uh, that it's got the deer held up, but it's been. Yeah. Friday afternoon was the day to kill a deer, apparently, in Rock Springs, Texas, because it sounded like World War II, every which direction. I wonder what what are what guys that are listening to us around the country are doing, because a lot of the, you know, one-week seasons, uh, eight-day seasons, five-day seasons, we're, you know, there there's some places with long seasons like us. Uh, I know Rick McGee, is in Virginia right now, and he's doing a, a deer dog hunt with a bunch of boys. They take oh. the dogs, push the deer out, and shoot them on the other end of the pasture. Man, oh man, they're gonna—he's gonna—he's gonna kill some deer today. But one thing that uh, that you got to make sure is you're ready is with your firearm. Beef is gonna talk about the lo- loose screw scope issue again that he went through and he told me that those times were over so carry on has he not confessed it to you yet no no he hasn't okay well i better be quiet because i'm getting in his business but hey if you have an issue with your gun there's only one place in austin to take your firearm where they have a full service uh gunsmith they can help you with anything uh it has to do with firearms whether you want to buy a new firearm you want to get a personal carry you need a, a nice shotgun. Um, you want to go trade in something, trade up something. Maybe you have a, an estate with a bunch of firearms and you need to sell them. McBride's Guns is the place to go. Maybe you're looking for that youth model rifle or shotgun. McBride's is the place. They can help you find the right firearm for you. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, corner 30th and Lamar. Call them, 472-3532. That's 512 512- 472-3532 or just go online at mcbridesguns.com mcbridesguns they're our hometown gun shop 
Coming up next, we'll talk a little fishing. Plus, we have all of your favorite segments left. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is T Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. All right, welcome back, regulators. TJ Graney here, Cody Ryan. It's the Outdoor Zone. You're tuned into the number one show and uh, and live recorded podcast. Hey, the most awarded lineup of Jeeps in quality, durability, and performance that make up the Jeep number one, the number one brand in America can be yours at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter during the Nile Maxwell Supercenter Jeep Adventure Days. The inventory keeps rolling in and the savings keep adding up. Wranglers, Gladiators, Compass, Renegade, Cherokee, even the all-new Grand Cherokee and both the two- and three-row seating are all awaiting you for Jeep Adventure Days at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. You can still get a 0% financing uh, available on select models if you act now with lender approval. That's why we're the number one volume sales leader in Central Texas, and nobody has more Jeeps than us with a larger inventory, more options than anyone else in town. At the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 621A3 in Austin. See all savings online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. So there. Microphone sitting on a box of rat poison. I think we were talking about that during the break. Is that a good thing? Bad thing? I'm at Just the don't rant. lick the box. Just don't yeah. lick the box. All Beware. Right. If you yeah. start acting weird, we know what to do. What is, what is, we, what is, I mean, how would you act if you Weirder. ate rat poison? You would just die, right? Yeah, I guess I mean, maybe don't you act start weird. getting groggy, saying funny start, things. I'm always groggy. I always say funny things. <laughs> Try hmm. something else. We got to find something. That I I'm guess we do should different. just shoot you now before it really, <laughs> before the pain sets in. How my hand's stuck on this really sticky thing. Sticky trap. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, uh, never mind. Yeah. What? Sticky what? traps. They're awesome. Sticky oh, traps. We, we have them all over the worst. Place. We catch the weirdest stuff. Yeah. That's a whole segment in itself. What it have is. you caught on a sticky trap? What you catch on a sticky trap. Yeah. Speaking of catching, uh, I think it's, I think you're right. It's, oh my goodness. My computer's freaking out here. Hold on. Are it's we there? The brat poison. It is. I'm telling you. It's killing your computer. Uh, Talking about catching the uh, this article you put up about the marlin oh. tournaments or the offshore tournaments, the blue marlin, uh, second largest blue marlin ever caught in the Atlantic. Cape Verde is well known in sport fishing circles for outstanding blue marlin fishing in both numbers and big fish. Um, and I guess in May they caught uh, one of the largest ones, but I thought it was man. You know, as a bass fisherman myself, traveling the country, chasing little green fish in different lakes and rivers across the country, um, we think we have a pretty cool deal going, but 
realistically, we're just a broke joke compared your, to this offshore stuff. Your parties are not near what these guys are doing. It was these, these guys now the entry fees and stuff are are big, but the and the expenses are big. You know, this isn't something that you can just jump into. I don't think with a twenty thousand dollar boat. No, no, I no, mean, no, to no. Really so, compete. So some of the some of the big offshore tournaments. One thing that they that most of them do is they tout that they're family friendly. <clears throat> um, of course, they have scantily clad women and and all kinds of sponsors and all kinds of stuff going on at these events, which is fine. I, you know, there's no, nothing wrong with a, a pretty girl in a swimsuit. Um, but uh, some of them do have like you can go out and catch the biggest trout or redfish or some of them do have those elements to them, but the, not the, these big offshore tournaments. Yeah, they do. They have some. Like, no, not little... biggest trout and redfish. It has nothing to do. This is this is no, offshore. If you read that information, it tells you that some of them have those elements added to them. But the big game, the big game is the boys that have the million dollar boats, and they're going offshore, and they're paying anywhere from. Five thousand to seventy-one thousand five hundred. Yeah, so they have entry a, fees. So they have a base entry fee, and then you can buy mm -hmm. into what they call the side pots, which is if you don't, it which are which are all the different categories for which they pay out. The side pots are if you don't buy into the side pot, don't fish the event. I I can tell you from experience. I once did not buy into the side pot. And uh, I think we would have won the side pot had we done that. But well, and side pot can be ninety thousand dollars. Can be right, right, right. You know, yeah. six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So this uh, Emerald Coast Blue Marlin Classic tournament has a five thousand dollar base entry fee, but seventy one thousand uh, dollar if you buy into all the side all pots. the side pots. But the purse is two million. Yeah, that's the that's a pretty good return on investment. Purse. That's in Florida. So there, and it's what's interesting to me too was they have them in Florida. New Jersey has a gigantic, it's called the Mid Atlantic. Uh, New Jersey has a giant one. And it's a, uh, you know, payout was a little almost $3 million on the last one that I read about. And the base entry fees, $2,500. But I mean, even it, I think the entry fee is probably the easy part. It's buying that $2 million boat the and yacht. keeping up. Yeah. Keeping up with the boat. That's what I was saying. I mean, you got to have beginning. a captain. You got to have a captain that runs the boat. The, the, the guys that usually own the boats aren't the captains. Right. They hire captains. Yep. And they're not cheap. You're not hiring. And then you have to have like, the fishermen. Then you have to have the, you know, the guy to, uh, some decades. A lot of these, a lot of these, uh, aren't kill tournaments, you know, which means that they, they release the fish, but yep, you got a 400 right. pound marlin up against the side of the boat. You know, that's not like something you can do if you're the guy reeling in the 400 pound marlin, right? So there's, 
There's just a bunch of elements to it. It's pretty amazing, though. Millions and millions of dollars. The big one, the Bisbee. Uh, I think it's seventy-one thousand for to enter for all of the all of the pots, and it's four point one. Yep. Four four point one four point two million is what they uh, what they paid out this last time. But anyway, pretty pretty wild deal there. Pretty well, wild. We we uh when I was looking at them, the one thing that I love about these tournaments, and I don't know who does it for them, but I love their uh, shirts. You know their swag. <laughs> Because they yeah. have like blue marlin and a sailfish and a and a white marlin all jumping and you know doing something doing You're something. so random sometimes you know that <clears throat> well I I've always loved that about the big uh, blue water tournaments is yeah. they have the best t-shirts <laughs> they do they're like Guy Harvey hey, shirts Man, I'll tell you the best way to get cool. my family covered and that's without true health share finding affordable top quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen entrepreneurs and those who are self-employed Altrua health share they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing medical needs for over 25 years health share is not insurance however it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs Members contribute each month to a membership escrow. Eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's how it works. I mean, it's literally that simple. My family's covered with it. I uh, I trust Altrua HealthShare. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Coming up next, we've got your news of the weird, game more field notes, all that more. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are. Live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. Fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in my pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bass. All right, welcome back, regulators. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. This year, deer shooting, flounder gigging, dub blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four-wheeling, adrenaline junkie. Outdoor Zone radio broadcast live from the bunkhouse and podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms my name is tj graney cody ryan's in the bunkhouse with me hey everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust we trust our friends over at sun auto service beef's wife will not let him touch her vehicle she always takes hers over to sun auto service family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978 you can uh Trust that each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do and they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Sun Auto Service locations all around Central Texas, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Just follow sunautoservice.com. Now it's time for our news of the weird segment. Huh? 
Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Get a little piece of arsenic on your hand there? Just licking <laughs> a little bit of that rat poison that Woo, dust got on my hand. Get you fired up. Hey, uh, so did you hear about the guy that fell off the cruise ship? No. I mean, I got, people fall off cruise <clears throat> ships all the time. It's usually unintentional. I mean, it's usually, in my mind, intentional, right? Like, hey, look over. Can you look, look, look right there, honey? No, it's like I can't stay in this fourteen square foot hole <laughs> in the middle of the ocean any longer with this woman. I've eaten as much cantaloupe as I can, and it's not helping. Handle this stuck in the middle of the ocean with this lady yeah but just think you jump in the water and like an hour later you're gonna be hungry again so you might as well just stay on the boat uh well th there was a guy he uh let's see a cruise ship passenger has been had been missing for hours before he was rescued from the seawaters by u.s coast guard off louisiana's southeast coast on thursday the passenger who officials identified as 20 as a 28 year old man was found 20 miles south of Southwest Pass, Louisiana, after he'd fallen overboard from a Carnival Valor cruise ship on Wednesday evening, the Coast Guard said. So let's see, they found him Thursday evening, and they said he fell off on the Wednesday evening. However, cruise ship officials did not contact the Coast Guard new orleans sector to report the missing passenger until 2 30 p.m local time on thursday so i guess they were hoping he'd just go ahead and disappear wait till 2 30 in the afternoon the next day before they contact that's strange uh hours later air crew members of the coast guard rescued the passenger at 8 25 p.m it was, a it was a crew aboard the bulk carrier vessel, Crinus, that had alerted Coast Guard members to the man's location after spotting a person in the water. And there was video footage from the Coast Guard, and uh, it showed him bobbing up and down. Just He didn't have a life jacket on. He didn't have anything. And he was bobbing How did up that work? There, well, that, obviously the timeline. That? Yeah, the timeline's off somewhere. There's no chance that he went 24 hours bobbing yeah, well, up and down in the sea. Yeah. Unless he has underwear made they, of styrofoam. And how did they find him? I mean, the odds, the odds of that just seem absolutely uh, uh, astronomical. Yeah. The old needle in the haystack. Yeah, analogy. because they, they always say you can't, you'll, you'll never, you know, and, but the, there's video, they have video and it's of the, uh, Coast Guard, uh, helicopter and it's night vision. And, uh, it's just, it's just crazy. Just crazy. Well, so I, the, the cruise ship may not even have known that. I mean, how do you know if somebody falls off a cruise ship, right? You don't take roll call every 30 minutes. 
Well, it said that they didn't call in. The, right, however, that's what cruise I'm saying. ship officials did not contact the Coast Guard. So, yeah, I guess it's not saying that they they didn't you know, intentionally like, oh, we lost one. Calling uh, him. I, I'm not using. I don't. My phone doesn't. I don't get any more minutes till tomorrow. I mean, I guess, I guess on that trip, if you're going from Florida to maybe, I don't know, wherever, but you're cruising across Louis in front of Louisiana, it's not like, I mean, you're in the Gulf of Mexico, right? Now, I don't guess you're, it's super exotic. They probably know the GPS trail that the ship went on. Yeah, but you have currents, you have tides, you have I know, all that. That's what I just, I thought it was freaky. That guy must have been really good at like laying on his back, holding his breath or something. Nah, there's there's more to that story. I got to get <clears throat> some more details into that deal. That's a movie in the making. He said, okay, if I live, 24 hours I'll at never sea. have to work again. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, we'll blame it on a, a butter patty that was left on the deck by a concierge he slipped went under the rail into the ocean <laughs> trying to chase it so happens he has the uh princess cruise line butter patty uh cover that was on that and it was stuck to the bottom of his flip-flop and he I still has his flip-flop no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and it's gotten really weird i'll tell you what else is really weird this guy um this story when i first saw it I was like, man, that is terrible. And then it went viral. It's one of those like Facebook, somebody on my Facebook shared it or whatever, or Instagrams or one of those social media platforms. Somebody had shared it and uh, shown me. And then this story went viral. And I thought, wow, that's, it's amazing how fast you see some of this stuff spread. But when it's a story like this, it said it was about, uh, my son's first buck and it's a big old deer. i mean it's a pretty deer i don't have the details of where it was everybody where... probably slammed him for letting him kill that big deer didn't they no 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 has nothing to no? do with that so unfortunately it was stolen off stolen off our property so his son's first buck a big old beautiful deer uh his son shot and they drug it out to the road where they're, you know, and walk back to their four-wheeler vehicle or whatever they were, uh, whatever they had. And we're going to go pick it back up. And by the time, I mean, just within a few minutes to go pick it back up, it was gone. Somebody had stolen the deer. And it wasn't a main public roadway. It wasn't like it was, they drug it out to the highway. It was, you know, a side dirt road or whatever. And uh, last I heard on this story, it'd be interesting to see if they found found it. I may do some research this week to see what the, the outcome was. But last I heard was somebody did, the neighbor did see a white vehicle drive down that road or whatever. So uh, during that time frame, it was only like 10 minutes span. But could you imagine, you know, you're, you, your son, you're on this hunt. You had this fantastic memory and experience, and then it's all just gone. Gone. Now it turns into this nightmare, you know, that you got to try and figure that whole thing out. So, anyway, it was, it was just, 
it was kind of a wild, one of those wild stories I thought was just interesting. And then it well, went viral. And, and, I mean, I've been in the stand where you shot them and you thought, oh, all right. And you're high-fiving with the kid and everything. No, they have pictures. Great. They have pictures holding off. the deer. Like, it's not running off. It's They have pictures of him holding it and they did the whole <laughs> picture thing and everything. Well, it may just be a visual memory then. Partsview.com. You know, they're an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs. Partsview podcast, uh, exchange talking and boating and fish. Look, they've got a podcast and they've got articles that they post online on how Man, to. They are so good. Everything so good. you could ever need for your boat. They've got uh, right there, partsview.com. Their mission is to help every boater enjoy each and every day on the water. They've got over 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands last year i ordered and, and i'm i gotta order it again a uh, maintenance kit that's how i came to find uh, these folks at parts view i ordered a maintenance kit for my boat it came with every little washer little screw every little thing for my boat that it needed it came in their little maintenance package it was ready to go so partsview.com i trust them p-a-r-t-s-v-u.com now's the time to take care of your boat get it ready for next season or store it for the winter it is partsview.com all right coming up next we got your game board field notes you don't want to miss it it's the outdoor zone we are live in the bunkhouse 24 7 365 at the This is MLS Pro, Brent Chapman. You're listening to the best outdoor show on God's green earth. The Outdoor Zone with TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak. TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Hey, uh, Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, entrepreneurs, and the bunkhouse boys. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. We love being able to call our bank and talk to somebody that we know. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime, doesn't matter where I am, where my travels take me, or Cody, uh, we can bank online just like any other bank like get her done to learn more or get started with the keystone account visit one of their locations in person there's 11,500 b caves road in west austin 500 pressler street in downtown austin 900 hutchins avenue in beautiful ballinger texas or just go to the website keystone.bank keystone.bank for all their information Keystone Bank. That's the bank that we use. Now it's time for the Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So, so apparently licking a Houston toad or a bullfrog does not do the same thing 
that licking a toad, uh, a black and white, let's see, a Sonora desert toad. So probably have to go to the Sonora desert to find one. Uh, black and white motion sensor camera capture of Sonora desert toads staring into your soul at the Oregon pipe cactus monument area was the caption on the photo of the frog go into almost any park and there's often reminders to refrain from going near petting or feeding wildlife not licking strange animals was a simply a given until now the national park service has added tongue contact with the sonora desert toad among its various warnings for park visitors so first of all you have to know which toad is the sonora desert toad and there's no joke with with uh licking frogs and toads my daughter a couple of years ago she's four now i guess when she was two my wife and my daughter we had this um year or this little period of time where season where all these frogs were on our front porch like every night like 20 of them right and uh so they would go out there and play with them and hold them and all that and then a couple weeks out into that you know they would do it almost every night for like two weeks and then a couple weeks into that my daughter got sick sick like we took her to the minor emergency coming out both ends dehydration station kind of sick come to find out uh toads and frogs and all that can carry salmonella on their just their skin their body and so a two-year-old you know touching a frog somehow you know probably put her hands in her mouth or near her mouth or whatever you know and got salmonella from a frog off our front porch interesting so just fyi for started eating flies and she ought to do start doing all these strange things yeah Um, she jumps everywhere (laughs) <laughs> but i just contributed that to being four so i don't uh it says here that the national uh as we say with most things you come across in national park whether it's a banana slug unfamiliar mushrooms or large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night please refrain from licking the agency wrote on its facebook page the toad also known as the colorado river toad is about seven inches in size and carries a weak low pitch ribbit sound but the creature is far from harmless nor desert toads that poor frog secrete a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison on their mouth according to the national park service despite the risk some people have discovered that the toad toxic secretions contain a powerful hallucinogenic known as 5-MeO-DMT. So there you go. 5-BMDOT. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone. We got a whole nother hour with some of your favorite topics coming up next. We may circle back on this toad licking thing. I don't know. We'll might move on as well. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. 